a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now, on the line from somewhere in our fine country of New Zealand, I'm joined by Jerron Blindboy Paxton. Uh, good morning to you, Jerron. Good morning, my man. How you doing? I'm not too shabby, not too bad at all. And yourself? It's good for this hour, ain't it? <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. Right, you're back in New Zealand. Uh, you first came in 2016 and you returned again in 2018. Uh, good to be back. Absolutely, y'all got a pretty little country down here. It's not too bad. We we like it. We like it, and we like it if you like it too. There you go. Yeah. Um. Now, can you tell us a little bit about growing up in Watts in the nineties? Um. And you know, and and liking the sounds that you did. You know, listening to those sounds at home. Uh. You know, the sounds of the twenties, the thirties, that the the early music. Uh. In a time. Um. In an area that was, uh, I guess, dominated by. Um, hip hop, and, and which I'm sure you probably listen to as well, but you know, I guess what you were listening to is a lot different to what your friends would have been listening to. Uh, that's that's pretty incorrect. My friends, my friends came from the same culture I did, and we listened to the same music. Um, they they gravitated to hip hop a little more, but not so much me. I stuck with the music of my elders. Which I must also correct is not the music of the twenties and thirties, but it's all it's the music of black culture that wasn't recorded until about the twenties or thirties. Mm-hmm. And in some way, shape, or form, it usually was recorded before then. There's blues songs going back all the way to nineteen seventeen. In addition to the plethora of black folk music that was recorded by white people um, in the eighteen nineties and uh, at the dawn of recording. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, so I grew up listening to all this music because uh, it's just a part of culture. The same way Irish people grow up listening to Irish music no matter what's on the radio, uh, black people grow up listening to black music, and I was no different. Yeah, and I guess it's one thing that a lot of people from outside of that don't really understand, right? I mean, some of these are, uh, songs are coming from old hymns. Um, a lot of them are coming from um, plantations and, and things like that. So it's a huge part of of your culture and your history? Mm, well, they don't come from a place. They come from a people. The people was on the plantation, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 indeed. Plantation don't have... You take black people off and you just got a bunch of cotton. That's right, that's right. Um, now, um, your grandparents moved to um, Los Angeles from Louisiana, um, you know, and and, uh, and brought you up um, with, you know teaching you about that culture uh, and the music and they brought that music with them as well and no doubt um, they probably bought some um, some amazing cooking as, as, as well from Louisiana um, so how important have your your grandparents especially your grandmother uh, been to to you and the lessons that you've learned uh, w- with the music and the culture well she she was my link because my grandmother was 60 years older than I was and I, most people who know me a little while can tell I'm a bit of a throwback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the uh, older generation, usually her generation, people born, I guess that would be the silent generation, uh, they really made an impression on me. And likewise, my grandmother was the same way. She was a bit of a throwback. So she was more uh, like her father's generation who was born in, you know, I say 1886 or so. So in those ways of being, you know, 
kind of old-fashioned people we connected with in more important ways like she was the first music i ever heard you know mm-hmm. she'd rock me to sleep singing the same uh songs that had been sung to her and um you know she exposed me to great things i went to the same church that her mother went to in south central where people not only were from the same state and same parish but same damn plantation um so i get to hear the church mothers uh people you know that would have been grandmothers to my mother my grandmother sang the same songs they rocked my grandmother to sleep with so my grandma was sort of the uh he was a nice guide into some old history because i could talk to her and ask her about it yeah yeah that's beautiful beautiful and then you went off to um later on you went off to college in um new york in brooklyn i think um and and i guess you took that music and that culture with you um and and did did it catch on where you were were you hearing much of the same sound over there and 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 did you become quite popular on the circuit um over in brooklyn i went to college in uh in the mid hudson valley in poughkeepsie new york yeah lovely little place and yeah during that time i think i mostly tried to focus on being a good student but uh was drawn to things like teaching myself piano mm-hmm. which is how i got down to new york city and played in several jazz organizations as a pianist and a banjoist uh and eventually um i found somebody said you know people really like that uh folk music that you sing and uh i think we could make a good living yes i had made good booking agent and been doing it ever since nice nice and how do you choose the songs um that you play i mean there must be a, pr- a prefler of tracks there must be hundreds of songs and what gravitates you towards the certain songs that you like to play <laughs> something i say on stage as often as possible the biggest sensory organ for music is your ass <laughs> <laughs> yes if you feel it there, then it's good. Yeah, that's that's very true. Very true, Jerome. Um, and, and what about, um, you know, uh, what what drew you originally to, like, the music and, and playing so many instruments? Do you, is it a, uh, is it getting bored of, of an instrument and gravitating towards something else, or you just love to learn? I'll reiterate that it's your ass. Yeah. Very good, very good. Right, so you're coming, you're playing in Dunedin tonight. Um, what are we going to see and hear at the Blind Boy Paxton show? Uh, some good music from uh, from a culture that's uh, been imitated uh, and appropriated, mm. but rarely heard from the genuine article. So you'll get to hear what it sounds like um, coming out of a young, virile man. Very good, very good. Well, we look forward to seeing it. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us this morning. Anytime, my friend. Ah, very good. Um, I'm going to play something off recorded music for your entertainment. Do you want to pick a song? Oh, Trying to Make a Hundred. That's old, baby. Trying to Make a Hundred, the last track. That was the one I was thinking of, too, so I like that. I like that. All right. Um, once again, Jerome, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us, and we will see you tonight uh, at The Cook. All right. See you there. All right. See you, man. All right, Blind Boy Paxton playing tonight at the Captain Cook Hotel. Go see him live. It's going to be amazing. And here is the track, Trying to Make 100, from the record, Recorded Music for Your Entertainment, uh, which you can find on Spotify. You're on the one, 91FM. I'm going down, oh my. 
That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.